0: Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello, and welcome to episode 126 of Dogcast Radio. In this show, we start 2012 with a bang, and we have Sarah Guinness with some strong opinions on some of the dog related problems in Australia.
1: And they're so overpopulated with the dogs, that, and they're starving. And um, they're actually starting to eat each other, kill and eat each other.
0: We also have the Dogcast Radio News. But before all that, we have a man with some strong opinions of his own, Vladimir Reuterpel. Vladdy is the Russian dog wizard, and he has a long history of training dogs. Now, if you agree or disagree with anything Vladdy says, you can voice your opinion, and as ever, we'd love to hear from you. And indeed, Vladdy himself is very happy to answer any questions or comments you have. Sometimes it can feel like we're awash with dog whisperers. But there's only one dog wizard.
2: People call me a Russian dog wizard for reason. For the amazing result I'm getting with those pets. Um, just every time I come into the American households and see those dogs who are considered untrainable, who many so-called whispers try to whisper them out of the bad habits. Sometimes even people call to the psychic and ask the psychic talk to their pets mm-hmm. to talk them out from the bad behavior. You know, you yes. know some people in, the, in America, you know, they would call to the psychic and say, could you please ask my Labrador retriever, don't jump on my on my child, or please tell the Terrier so he would not be growling or biting my boyfriend when he's kissing me. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious, Judy. especially really? I live here in Newport Beach. I don't know if you know what the Newport Beach in California, and for a lot of your European um, listeners, Newport Beach, California, it's a very unique place. Sometimes I believe most people of here, like they're like a fallen from the moon. <laughs> they have <laughs> absolutely no sense. So, psychic and mystery it's their nature so once i knocked in somebody's door and every time when i do i never know what's gonna happen this that time very beautiful lady opened the door and i looked at her such a gorgeous lady i was thinking we will have a great training session um she t- she gave me momentarily hundred dollar tips. Just, just by me entering that house, that never happened before, mm. and I asked her for what she said for confidentiality. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I am from K.G. You know, I'm trained <laughs> K.G.B. and things like this, and you ask me confuci-. She said, "Look, here's the deal: is I have a Shitzu, and that dog, and I tell you very confidential, I'm, I'm married, but I am seeing another man." So she's telling me, "Well." Vladi, this shih tzu is attacking my boyfriend every time when he's approaching to me. And I took that shih tzu to the local psychic. And she told me that my husband's soul in that dog's body and she offered me service to exercise that. That, that, that soul out of my dog, $350 per session. And she told me, You have to do at least 10, 12, 12 sessions. Wow. And she already did few of them, and nothing really happened. I said, Listen, I'm not in the business to extend any but a level of stupidity. Never humans, never dogs. Let me do that exorcism right now. And do you know what I did? No. Okay. One of the way to resolve the problem is that set the problem up. It's a very controversial, but it really works. In other words, you are you are setting the dog for failure, and a lot of so-called positive doctriners, especially in England, which so many of them are going to eat me alive just by saying that. But I would like to repeat what I said. If you are setting your dog for failure, his natural or her natural instinct will set herself himself themselves for success. So how I did it, Hmm. I said, I said, what is the triggering of this problem? Because, you know, in America, people want to get like a, like an aspirin for the headache. I mean, before even you can start to talk about real cause of that, which we can talk about that. But, you know, they, they want to have a – it's American doctor. You have a headache, here is the aspirin. They have no idea why you have a headache. Just 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 get the painkiller. So I – as the like you mentioned, as the dog wizard, I have a lot of magic wands. And let me introduce the first one by name – So what did I do? I said, well, she told me, yeah, every time when my boyfriend, boyfriend hugging me, that shit so is attacking and biting him by the legs. I said, well make my day inviting russians to fight it's like inviting dancers to dance i said let me <laughs> let me <laughs> hug you <laughs> she says, sure <laughs> you're a handsome man why not you have a blue russian eyes are you married i said yeah, i do but i'm european it doesn't matter <laughs> so, so, like, so you know i hug her and that shit so was was waiting for that happy moment to attack me, and I was ready too. As he was the like a rah, with a rage syndrome, attack me, try to attack me. Of course, I momentarily pull the gun, not the real one, air one by name, Pet Convincer. What it does, it emits a flow of the air and the silent whistle effect so I, got, I would like to demonstrate it if you don't matter okay, if yep. if you don't mind excuse me mm-hmm. okay so uh, let's we, let's we just play with you in this Let, let's see i have like a psychic hotline i'm going to hug you right now okay okay <laughs> yeah, come I'm on it. i'm come feeling
0: on, it i'm i'm hugging okay. you back <laughs>
2: uh, and now, who's going to be Shih Tzu? Okay, I'm going to be Shih Tzu. <laughs> uh, uh, like Russian AK-47 downtown Beirut. So I pulled that pet convince and just did like this. Uh, oh my gosh, that Shih tzu just, just, just jumped away from me with the speed of Russian satellite-guided missile. Mm. And uh, after I again, I said, okay, let me hug you again. And I hug her again. she so, shit so were staying in the corner of the room didn't want to even deal anything with it. From that time, I became very loving, very cuddling, mm. very gentle. And I offered that dog as much positive reinforcement as I could. Cookie didn't work, Julie, so I asked the person if she has a, that American cheese. You know, that American cheese full of mm. preservatives and everything, but <laughs> for some reason, American dog, it's not because Russians will never say anything good about America. Well, that may be true too. <laughs> but but Americans' dogs love American cheese. So they didn't have Russian kalbasa anyway. So I gave that American cheese, I gave that dog. He ate it. And after he came close to me, and after I did five times, hug, cheese, hug, cheese, hug, petting. So the dog realized hey, if I'm behaving well, I'm going to get the cheese. If I am not, I am not I'm going to get that air blast dog's not stupid they figure out pretty quickly and that's how and that he didn't he didn't do it since we i asked lady to try this method with her boyfriend and that's that was it so by telling you about this uh one more time i would like to put the emphasis about my approach about vladi's way and the vladi's way is canine way I tell my clients do what I do because I do what the dogs do. What do I mean by that? No one knows, Julie. Nobody knows, Julie, that uh, uh, better than doggy mother how to discipline or love its own child. Uh, and, and the way of doing this, it's a very simple. Doggy mother has a two motivations or two. Tools to reinforce her own rules, which is tongue to lick, mm. which is her way of saying yes, and teeth to bite. This is her way of saying no. Uh, doggy mother is more like European mother. She doesn't say, uh, "Belly, wouldn't you mind put your shoes on?" <laughs> <laughs> she say, "Belly, put your shoes on, please." Belly, what did I tell? Boom, and the consequence, the same thing. Doggy mama growl. Doggy mama bike and no one goes to the jail because their society don't have a puppy protection agency, you know, and st- or, or puppy psychologist and stuff. It's in America. You can see if, 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 if your mom says no, please call 1-800 and turn her in. You know what? Doggy mother like European mother. If she says no, you can call whoever you want. Okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it. So that's what my belief is. Uh, as the doggy mother has the two means, we also must have the two means, which is yes and which is no. And saying something is not enough. You have to reinforce it. I don't believe in any corrections which comes from the human perspective. I don't know what the people do sometimes. I don't know, choking, hitting with newspaper and things like that. Never done it, never will do it. I don't believe in this and it simply will not work. Uh, However... If you will be able to imitate doggy mama... Bite by using your hands, by quickly using the air like a touch. I'm not just using the air. As I using using the air imitate like a touch in the shoulder because that's what I am aiming to. Dogs do it with the teeth all the time. I'm just do it remotely, but I also combine it with the body language. For instance, I don't say no, no, no because most dogs, I believe in America and I'm sure in Europe, believe that word. Word noise the nickname because people used <laughs> yes. it so many times. Yeah, it was no consequences. But if you say, ah, which is imitating, ah, growling. And after that, you know, move forward, like invade personal space and use pet convincer. Or simply maybe clap your hands like, like this. But mm-hmm. the key is whatever you do, you have to stay frozen for a few seconds after you've done it. Why? Freezing means if you don't stop, I will bite you. That's the dog language. They are biting after freezing. So, and many other things what I do really mm-hmm. make the differences. Mm-hmm. I am the so, very balanced.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, in essence, what you're saying is you're not being cruel to the dog. You're communicating with the dog.
2: Yes, and even leash I am using as the instrument of communication and not like instrument of compulsion. And you know, my dear Julie, nowadays, you're absolutely right. Even stay, saying sternly, like assertively to the dog, even raising your hand, sometimes people say, oh, this is too girl, oh, this is, uh, this is abusive, this is this. You know, the people who most, com- most complain, about so-called harsh from their perspective of course dog training methods themselves have a most disobedient dogs and most disobedient kids i see the same household julie where the dogs controlling their owners by growling and snapping and they have the same family have a kids who controlling their parents by screaming and yelling behavior problem in dogs and uh, kids have the same roots look at the parents Mm. so i don't believe in any extremes Mm. uh whatever nutrition for instance i know sometimes people believe eating the meat it's the animal abuse in russia we believe not eating the meat would be human abuse um moderation is the key of course if you're eating the junk meat and things like that you're gonna get You better not eating it, but organic things. Moderation. Moderation is the key to everywhere. Like a doggy mother, bite and lick. You got to be able to reinforce what you say. You got to be able to win in two levels, mental and physical. Physical, I mean by doing any physical as far as, you know, beating or I don't know what the people could imagine by physical, but a quick touch using appropriate tools in the form of corrections um, but imitating quick snap and release and not hold and pull you know it's not about the tools it's about who using them and if you duplicate the nature if you're not trying to rediscover america or reinvent the wheel if you're not trying to pull pull here and just tell me oh no this dominance fury this is the old fact the, no no we already rediscover america you know you know what people mm-hmm. You know what? My grandfather was the famous Soviet biologist. He told me, "Don't try to um, uh, cheat the mother nature. You will always fail." Uh, Dominance—you can—it's co- not the swear word. Dominance is just superior position in hierarchy. In every two in every in every in every communicative moment two species whatever humans dogs or whosoever one of them take a lead role another other follow the role dogs communicate through energy caar melon absolutely right if they are best psych- psychologists they f- they have that crystal ball it takes for them a few minutes to figure out or you hot or you're not or you deserve to be the leader or you just you know, push over. So, the, the, sometimes why the dog jumps on the back when they just sniff each other's butts? By the way, mm. sniffing each other's butts is just Googling each other for information. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, because they felt that energy. Mm-hmm. And I, t- mm. people, how exude this power and authority. I always tell them you have to walk through your neighborhood almost like a Russian tank in an American neighborhood. You know, it mm. means you know, no aggression, but you are very confident. You are very peaceful, but you touch me, you dead. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Russian angle will say.
1: <laughs> Enough, oh, <dear. laughs>
0: I mean, you're right that dogs do read each other so fast and so they—they just. I mean, my my Labrador will meet some dogs and he'll wag his tail and he'll do a play bow, and then other dogs he'll just roll on his back to. And exactly, it, and, it, and it has nothing to do with the size of the dog or the breed of the mm. dog. You know, it, it's amazing.
2: It's what it is. Little dogs sometimes more aggressive than the big dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I love, by the way, for everyone is, who's uh, who is listening to me right now, I love English labs. They are much calmer, <laughs> you know, and Americans' na- uh, labs are nuts. They are such a hyperactive. <laughs> oh, you know, know
0: Eng- English ones can be quite nuts as well. Uh-huh.
2: I don't know. For me, they are much – I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking to them in the <laughs> same language. They're more, they're more calmer. But, uh, again, mm-hmm. just I would like to – uh, finish that point on a very simple thing people every leash has two ends if you don't pick one end someone will pick another end today it's your dog tomorrow it's going to be your spouse your boyfriend girlfriend your coworker, whosoever everyone in this world needs to know where their offense line is. If you don't show it to them, they will show it to you. Who don't want to accept that, don't want to accept realities of life. Uh, hum, uh, dominance exists not just among the dogs, it exists among the humans. Mm. I hear it all the time when my, my client's telling me, you know, his boss dominating him six hours and after his wife dominating the rest of the evening. So it's a fun, <laughs> funny or not, but this is so mm. true. And uh, I don't want people to understand domination like doing like that. No. You know, domination, it is without domination. It means you have to be uh, fun. You have to be cheerful, uh, gentle, and firm, assertive, and loving. And everything almost at the same time when the dog does something good good girl, good boy, with the high pitch. And if the dog does, ah, excuse me, you Mm. know, you got to change your attitude pretty damn quickly, Mm. you know. And if it's not enough, you have to support any diplomacy. I want to hear me well. Any diplomacy which is not supported by the strength, whatever strength could be. It could be military, it could be financial, it could be physical, whatever, whatever, whatever environment, whatever society we're talking about. But any diplomacy which is not supported by the strength is destined to fail. A lot of people so good, Julie, about setting the rules and structures. The problem is they cannot reinforce them appropriately. That's the key. And the key is to match their physical uh, capability with the dog's breeds and with the dog uh, temperament. And that's the key.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Now, you're going to be able to spread your methods even further now because you have your own TV show, don't you?
2: I'm hoping for that. And uh, that TV show has nothing to do to the dog training. Uh, honest to God, I didn't want to do anything with the dog training because of the people which we just discussed with you. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know. Just, uh, you know, y- you put the leash on the dog and they think you're, you're already, you know, doing something wrong with the dog. So, honestly, I just want to do something fun something entertainment so i decided to do doggy game show hmm. or yeah or even better of something canine matchmaking like how to match the people yes. like a, <laughs> you know, based on their breed uh, traits for instance if you like lab it means you're the lab so if i gotta find for you a wonderful soulmate and improve your uh uh like um love life Mm. i need to find for you some boy who would have german shopper that would be a great match for you so that's another avenue i would like to take because i'm a great canine matchmaker Mm. but regarding you know expand my dog training yes i will do franchises i will do licensing trainers but uh, on the national tv you know i just want to do something fun
3: that's really
0: interesting because i mean it does show quite a bit about you the dog breed that you choose or or the mix that you choose um because i remember we we went to interview i mean we, we go around sort of quite a lot of dog shows and meet people and dog people are generally very nice but strangely enough we went to do a great dane show and i don't know whether it's because it's sort of one one end of the spectrum of dog sizes and things but the great Dane people had such a great sense of humour and it was so fun and we just thought wow Dane people are different (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, do you like Great Danes yourself? I do, or, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are too subjective, you know. <laughs> Great Danes uh, would be probably as the most dogs, but they're particular can be wonderful dogs if they could be early trained and socialized. Mm. Otherwise, they can chew on chihuahuas and shih tzus. They can really can like to take advantage in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, they can pick on the kids, uh, they can pick on the little uh, dogs. That's what their favorite way to do it. But regarding if the people owning uh, them are the great people, I'm sure they do. Uh, they are. I- I'm sure the shop do, but I'm German shopper person, as you know, and I do believe German shoppers people are the great. You know, mm-hmm. it's about, uh, I think the great Danes would be more independent, would be more politically oriented, and, and, and there would not be be Democrats or Republicans. The Labradors and the Golden Retrievers owners would be Democrats, of course. <laughs> you know, but that's another <laughs> thing that I do again. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's funny you say about German Shepherds. My mum loves German Shepherds. She's only ever had one, but she adored that dog. And she sort of, that was her dog. She, she doesn't want another one, but it, she's such a fan of German Shepherds. And... It does seem to me that German Shepherd fans are very decisive, and I know quite a few women who are German shepherd fans, um, and they are very strong personalities and very i mean lovely people, but very, very strong and determined and you know definite
2: Julie, if I could kiss you, I would right now, <laughs> because what you just said is so truth here 's what's happening is people are that's the biggest problem we have in our relationship that 's what I would like to address because. People getting their dogs for themselves, of course, you know, when they have a choice, as reflection of their own personalities. You know, we're working very hard, hour, very long hours. We don't want to, you know, work too much, too hard. When we come home, we would like to get something easy. So we'll always get something which we believe we going to be better matched with. And of course, that's what we're getting the breed of the dogs, which is a reflection of on our personality. However, we're making a big mistakes when we're trying to get uh, 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 um, get into the relationship, and we 're trying to do the same thing. we try to get something similar, but that will not work that way for the long term because you got to get opposite why because, according to the law of the pack, you cannot balance your weakness with the weakness of your opponent so if your love labs or golden's German shopper would be a great guy for you who is owning german shopper who who picked that German shopper consciously not. Because the German shoppers you know, just stopped by and uh, you know mm. by his uh, household and just adopted him, so that 's the key, but regarding German shoppers, yes that's very decisive people um, and uh, German shoppers by the way, the best German shoppers would be. Eastern European shoppers which is a little bit different, like a Czechoslovakia shoppers, wonderful uh, old Soviet style shoppers we call them Eastern European shoppers, mm. to me that's a little bit better than German shoppers um, personality wise and uh, constitution wise, but yes I love shoppers and absolutely agree with you there are much different different people people who German shoppers, some of them working or firemen or or police officers, or whatever, KGB agents, whoever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's excellent, yeah. So, yeah, so. I mean, what, what's, is there something that you regularly get called in to, to see dogs for? So, is there a. a, a um, I was going to say, what's the most frequent thing you get called in for, or does it really, really vary and you couldn't pick one thing?
2: Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, that's what's interesting for uh, your listeners to know. In the United States of America, people have a saying, don't fix it until it's broken, which I know, I'm not sure about England, but I know in Russia we say fix it until it's not broken. We believe in proactive actions here. We more believe in reactive actions. So, in,
0: in, in, in Britain, we say, is it broken? I didn't do it.
2: <laughs> it's even better it's a little, let your neighbor Katie, <laughs> yes. try to fix it you know <laughs> uh, uh, now uh, with all that say what it means it means people come to me with a really big problems mm-hmm. so they don't come to me for let, let's train that stupid lab just behave properly or let's we properly train that shopper you know so we're going to prevent a few problems in the future no they do come to me but it's Very minority. The most problems I'm dealing with, it is, it is what's making people in this country open, valid. What is that? Lawsuits. What are they afraid? Lawsuits. We live in the so happy society here. So they come to me to deal with aggression. When the dog becoming, when the best, our best friend turning in our worst enemy and trying to bite the owners or try to bite the neighbor Kathy or mother in law, I guess mother in law is fine, no big (laughs) deal. That's what my clients tell me too. It's all the problem in their life because of mother in law. Uh, Well, let's say somebody else, that's the time they come to me, or aggression to another dog. So, dog to dog aggression. Uh, aggression to the humans and another in my line of specialization which I really love I hate that problem but I I really have a strong approach which is separation anxiety. Hmm. You know what separation anxiety? It's like it's like when you leave the house you don't think he or she is going to die yeah. and start yeah. to destroying the house. And you put the dog in the crate and the dog destroying the crate Mm. and the poor dog sometimes come in and the teeth is uh, hanging uh, through the bars of the crate. Yeah, it's terrible. Or um, some dog jump through the glass window wants to find the owners, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can bark nonstop. They can pee and poop around the house. Mm -hmm. It's almost like 911 situation. And uh, unfortunately, industry uh success rate for separation anxiety, it is very low. And the mice is high, but I, I don't live in, in England. So my best advice to your listeners, do not create this problem by doing a few simple things. Number one, no welcome home celebrations. When you come home, act a little bit more like, like a Taliban husband who comes home. He's not giving his wife kisses and hugs. He mm-hmm. telling her, excuse me, go do dishes, go do laundries, okay? Mm-hmm. So in other words, low key, okay? Yeah. If your dog, ignore the dog. If the dog doesn't want to ignore you, startle her. Clap your hands, toss next to the dog, maybe penny cans with the coins, make sure it don't hurt the dog, just do it next to her. Uh, use my favorite pet convincer, pet convincer. As you scream, ah, the dog back, like, don't touch me. Like typical American girl, you know, don't touch, don't harass, I will sue you.
0: Yeah?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what Russian government may, told us? Maybe
0: just <laughs> that. Maybe just with you, Vladi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they love, they, they love when I'm, I'm touching them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's when I came in. I was uh, kind of under the impression I cannot touch. So I ask American boys and they say, oh, American girls wants to be touched. So I was confused. So, I guess it's a case by case. You know, mm-hmm. I do private. Sometimes you cannot believe it. I come in the people's home and they tell me, oh, my dog is uh, pink in my bedroom, in my bed. I said, okay, Mary, let's start the lesson. Let's go to your bedroom. <laughs> i would like to see it <laughs> oh my gosh and uh, all what you need sometimes just get that get that the uh, stairs from the bed you know the person like la- oh i didn't think about that so i should not put that uh you know the stairs they're putting next to the bed mm, and mm. take that stairs away lady and you will not have this problem <laughs> Uh, sometimes reality is stranger than fiction you know I see mm-hmm. so much funny stories that's what I am uh, writing my book about all these hilarious stories and of course would like to give the people solutions uh, can I ask you about uh, can you ask you now about suggestions uh, how to title that book Doglish? <laughs>
1: yeah. that sounds good yeah. cool. Yeah,
0: doglish translated by the the Russian dog wizard. Yeah, you've got to get the wizard word in there. I think. Oh,
2: that's a good advice. Yeah, you know, like a secrets of the former KGB dog trainer. But you know, that maybe will go really well in in certain countries, not in England. <laughs> <laughs> well, know. that's giving more than that. <laughs> oh. Um,
0: Vladdy, where can people find out more about you?
2: You know, they can always visit my uh, website, which is SoCal, like a Southern California abbreviation. SoCal, spelling S O C A L, dog training, SoCalDogTraining.com. SoCalDogTraining.com. Of course, they can always Google. Russian dog wizard and my website. I have a lot of interesting information regarding free advice and tips. And if they would like to order my dog training DVDs obedience for life, they need to send us email and we will, you know, we will reply and let them know how they can order. It's a wonderful European system and Russian system with the old manners and street manners and uh, traveling manners and uh, how to train your dog off leash without any electronic colors and things like that
0: mm-hmm. now i was going to say i, I have a, a feeling because um you you've expressed yourself with a lot of humor and you have strong opinions you know and i mean i i, I really i always enjoy talking to you because you're such a character <laughs> if, if anyone would like to ask any questions or make any comments about what you have said would you be happy to sort of come back and, and answer those questions or reply to those comments
2: I would love and what we can do we can, uh, I know you have a great show and uh, as a matter of fact every time when I'm on your radio I am do receiving direct uh, emails so I would love if you don't mind to set up some maybe some um, ask the Vladi questions some type of the box on your website and the people can go because they know your website much better and ask the questions they can all this it to me and I will be more than happy to uh, support Supply with the answers. I know more answers than the people who have a questions. Most dogs not that, They just need Vlad. Dogs <laughs> stop fastening once you go Russian people. <laughs> I mean fasten fastening, you know. That's yeah. abbreviation. Dogs stop fasten once you go Russian. <laughs> <laughs> You've you got know.
0: an answer for everything, Bloody. I think <laughs> I do.
2: I do. And just would like to tell your listeners the the final words from the final wisdom from the Russian dog wizard. If you forget everything what we just were talking about, please remember the few simple things about the rules which every doggy mother knows and the human mother may not. Number one, never ever give to your dogs any commands which you cannot enforce. Number two, reinforce your commands all the time. Number three, do not repeat your commands. Do not say sit, sit, sit. If you have to repeat it, you have to escalate. Sit doesn't. Make sure the dog does the command you gave to her. Um, otherwise, you have to take disobedience out of your dog as the personal insult. We do it with our kids, but when it comes to the dogs, we really lose it. We think, oh, you know, the dog does it on its own, but now there is another dog across the street or something like that. You know, let us they just let her go because she's the dog she's going to do it anyway no this is the wrong the only time you do need obedience when another dog is around when the neighbor kathy knocking in your door when the pizza man approaching to your house this is the real life obedience and this is the real life training and i'm the real life trainer that's what i do would be more than happy to help your listeners please email us visit my website www.socaldogtraining.com or I would highly recommend if you could visit your favorite radio station, your website, and uh, submit the questions there, and I will be more than happy to reveal for you some Russian dog training secrets. Thank you for having
0: me. It's been a pleasure, Vladi. We have links on the Dogcast Radio site to the SoCal Dog Training site, and Vladi can also be contacted via Facebook. If you have a problem you'd like Vladi's help with, or you'd like to comment on anything he said, get in touch with us in the usual way. The best thing about a man is his dog. French proverb.
3: Hello and welcome to the Dogcast Radio News Desk. I'm Kate.
4: And I'm Nick. We all know that dogs can have very soulful eyes. But do you think that dogs actually have souls? Well, in New York, Elena Zakharova is taking legal action to establish just that as a fact. Elena bought her beloved Brussels Griffin dog called Umka from a boutique pet store, but sadly Umka suffers from numerous health problems affecting her mobility, and Elena now wants the courts to see Umka as a living soul whose health issues are due to birth defects. Plus, she thinks the shop should be liable for the $2,000 plus health bills that have been run up so far. Sadly, the shop has been known to bring in stock from puppy mills, so let's hope that Elena succeeds and helps put a stop to the whole sorry practice of dogs in shops.
3: Meanwhile, in Florida, the courts are considering another legal issue. Does a police dog sniff outside a house, give officers the right to search the house? Frankie, a police canine, was able to detect marijuana growing inside a Miami house, despite being on the outside of a closed front door. And the State Court decided this crossed a constitutional line. Now the matter has been taken to the Supreme Court and is the latest in a long line of disputes about whether using dogs to detect drugs, explosives and other illegal substances violates the Fourth Amendment protection against illegal search and seizure. The outcome will be interesting and one thing's for sure, it won't please everyone.
4: And now for an alleged canine scandal. Susan O'Lean has written a new biography of the famous Hollywood dog actor Rin Tin Tin and is raked up an old rumour that despite the dog getting the most votes for an Oscar in 1929, the Oscar was given to a human actor. Susan wants the wrong righted and suggests that the Academy should admit the mistake and give Rin Tin Tin his Oscar posthumously. The dog, so the story goes, was rescued from a bomb site in France at the end of the First World War, before going on to star in several films, and died in 1932 at the age of 13, apparently in the arms of fellow star Jean Harlow.
3: Patrick de Marchelier has photographed many celebrities, including the late Princess Diana. Patrick was the official photographer at the recent wedding of Prince Albert and Princess Charlene of Monaco. ...and has shot international advertising campaigns for Christian Dior, Chanel and Louis Vuitton. So, what's his favourite portrait? One of his dog, a Dachshund called Puffy.
4: Farmers have reminded dog walkers in the UK to keep their dogs on a lead... ...or under close control when they're around sheep. It may surprise most people, but if a dog is worrying sheep... ...or indeed is about to worry sheep... ...the farmer has the legal right to shoot the dog to protect his animals... So, if you're out and about in the British countryside, stay safe and use a lead for your dog's sake.
3: And finally, in the US, the top dog name for 2011 was also the top cat name. So, what name is the most popular for dogs in America? It's Bella. The Twilight-inspired name had been the top canine name since 2009, and cat owners have now followed suit. So, how long will it be before we see the names Edward and Jacob in the top ten? And that's all from us today on the Dogcast Radio News Desk. Goodbye. Who
0: loves me will love my dog also. Common saying in the time of St Bernard, often attributed to St Bernard. Now we have a thought-provoking interview with Sarah Guinness. Sarah is British, but has lived in Australia for 24 years. She's in South Australia, she's passionate about rescue dogs, and she wanted to talk about a dog-related problem she feels isn't being highlighted.
1: Um, the On the indigenous communities, uh, the dogs just seem to be allowed to breed uh, willy-nilly, um, they're not, they don't have medical care, like vet care or anything really. Mm. Um, and they're so overpopulated with the dogs that, and they're starving, and um, they're actually starting to eat each other, kill and eat each other. Um, they're diseased. A lot of them have like broken legs and things because they're abused. And um, there's just so many of them that the rescues can't really take any in because they'd just be inundated. So occasionally the um, warden, the dog warden, goes out and culls some. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, there is a vet. I think our vet goes out because we don't have a local vet. He has to travel nearly 300 miles. Mm. That's our closest vet now. And he comes up about once a month, I think, and occasionally he'll go out. And I think he might dissect a few, mm. but the numbers are just so great that I don't think he just grabs them off of the street and does it. I think it'd only be if there was some people there that sort of half cared about their dog and maybe took it to him to get de I'm not sure there yeah. what happened.
0: Yeah. And you don't think this is a problem just local to your area, do you?
1: Um, no, this would be a widespread thing throughout australia mm. on the the communities, and the, the they are uh, abused, and that that's sort of like a I read that that is a belief that you that's what's believed is that you have to sort of beat the dog into submission from young to keep it mm. scared of humans. So as it doesn't attack the kids or or whatever, so they they just keep them terrified of humans.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really a a, cult, a huge cultural clash, isn't it? Really.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But I know you're you're passionate about supporting the rescues, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Luckily, the problem in Australia, or the known problem, isn't anywhere near the scale that it is over here hmm. but yeah there are definitely plenty of discarded dogs that end up in the pounds and, and things yeah, yeah. But certain breeds the working dogs blue heelers and kelpies seem to be more the discarded ones in Australia that have come off of farms or whatever yeah, yeah. Mm. Um,
0: so what, what breeds when we're talking about this, sort of the indigenous people what breeds of dog do they have
1: uh, well, they are just called a camp dog. <laughs> mm. They're um, uh, just a, a mix. They're, yeah. Uh, just mixed breeds. I, w- I would imagine originally they would have had dingo or something in them, but they're now they're just
0: mm-hmm. everything
1: Heinz hinds varieties we call them sort of fifty seven yeah. varieties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, so what do you think the answer to that is? Is it going to be from the rescues, or is it sort of an education thing, or what do you think the answer is? I
1: think maybe an education thing. I think the the government should maybe do something more about it, but because it's all so hushed up, it's not a common knowledge thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, I, I think, yeah, the the government needs to do something to... Rather than just culling them
0: mm,
1: every mm. so often, you know, maybe teach, teach them how to look after the animals better and that you don't have to beat something into submission to to make it behave. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But they also have a high, like, mortality rate for their children and things too. So I suppose dogs come further down the the mm. list... Than a than a child, so I suppose it stands to reason that the the dogs would really get the rough end of the stick.
0: I mean, it does sound like these you know Aboriginal people have such a hard life themselves. You know they they yeah. don't they they can't almost. You know you have to have a fairly good standard of life yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Think, that, you know, that's can. it exactly. Yeah, yeah. and so, the the dogs I think originally were to help keep the camp as as they call it, clean like Mm -hmm. they'd eat the the human faeces and and things like that so I suppose that's why they keep them hungry. Mm -hmm. That was sort of the original that they'd clean up all the rubbish and the 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 human toilet sort of thing Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just that the, the population is just blown out of control because they have no desexing or
0: yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be a, a sort of a two-pronged thing, isn't it? A- education and a huge yeah. neutering program.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A huge neutering campaign is is what sort of needed. Mm, yeah. But as su- a, I suppose if if they can't be bothered to feed the dog, they're not going to worry about um, de-sexing them either. Yeah, yeah. Um, i suppose they just. Figure that nature will take its course, and the the weak ones will get will die, and the strong ones will survive. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now you you are in the UK at the moment, and you have your own dog, yeah. don't you, Tom? Not with you, but he's he's back in Australia.
1: Yeah, I've got two, Tom and Tilly. Yeah,
0: and, and so they both rescue yeah.
1: dogs. Yeah. Tom was from the Australian RSPCA, mm. and Tilly, well, I got. Tilly because she was actually in danger of being bought by somebody from um, an aboriginal community and the lady that had her was at her wit's end but she needed to find a home for a quick and she said I really don't want her to go out onto a community 'cause
0: hmm.
1: and so that was why I yeah. I got Tilly. Yeah,
0: yeah. And do they get on okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, although Tilly's an Australian bulldog. Yeah. So she's quite a bit bigger than Tom's, just a little hairy mm. cross. And yeah. yeah, but, yeah, they like each other oh, now. excellent.
0: Yeah. Do you know, they, they have no idea of size, though, do they, dogs?
1: No. <laughs> no, yeah, no concept. Well, Tom was the boss,
3: mm. and
1: he's the tiny one. Yeah, And he keeps her in her place.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. What sort of um, dog rescues operate in your area? Is it just the ARSPCA?
1: Um, well, no. Um, in our actual area, it's just the, the dog warden does it. He collects strays mm. and the council has a pound. We don't have... In our actual area, we don't because we're just a small sort of town... Yeah. isolated type of town the, we don't have anything to do with the RSPCA mm. um, the dog warden collects the, the dogs and I think if if they don't get uh, he might he decides whether he's going to keep them for any length of time or not I think mm. over and above the allotted time that they get yeah. and he tries to find homes for, for them yeah. Um,
0: so was it him that, was it him that you got Tom from?
1: No, I actually got Tom from Port Lincoln, which is about three hundred miles a- away wow. that's the sort of the the closest large sort of town, and the r s p c a has a pound there
0: mm.
1: but that's yeah in in my immediate area, no it's just the council. Pound,
0: yeah. and so that, yeah, the, that must be really difficult, though. If he, if he was in a, a shelter three hundred miles away, so yeah. did did you just sort of see a picture of him and, and get some information about him, or did you travel there specifically to get him? How did that work?
1: Yeah, well, you have to travel to to just go and have a look, mm. and um, see if if there's one there that you click with. Yeah. Or you can go to the council pound in in Ceduna, but they don't always have dogs there. Because, as I say, with the Indigenous ones, they tend not to, unless they're really, really young, they tend not to rehome them. I think they just put them to sleep, unfortunately, because Mm. they have so many problems.
0: Yeah. So I mean, do yeah. mm, you know? I didn't know this. I didn't know that was um, how things were. Wow! Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: so I mean, because I've been, I was, I, I did an interview recently with someone who is involved with vulnerable breeds in the UK, and he was yeah. saying sort of the the charities here have really yeah. got their act together and sorted their PR out, and it's kind of aspirational to have a rescue dog, you know. Yeah. So I mean, is it is it like that in Australia or, or not then? Um.
1: No, well not where I, I am yeah. You don't hear very often of people getting rescued dogs Because there's usually dogs having pups sort of all over the place So they just get them uh. off of somebody yeah. And of course it's the usual thing of everybody wants a pup and yeah. So the older ones get
0: left behind sort of thing 300 miles to the nearest vet. Wow! It sounds like Sarah's dogs have found a great home with her. But it also sounds like there's a big problem that needs to be addressed. I'm hoping we can follow this subject up. And if you're interested, we have links on the Dogcast Radio site to both the Australian RSPCA and South Australian Dog Rescue. If you have an opinion on this issue, do get in touch. For me, a house or an apartment becomes a home when you add one set of four legs, a happy tail and that indescribable measure of love that we call a dog. Roger Carris. Well, it's a new year, so what plans are you making for the year ahead? Buddy and I are already rehearsing with the Safe and Sound team getting ready for Crufts 2012, which will be taking place in March. We have plans to get Rusty started in agility and maybe try some rally with him. He's making great progress with training classes and I am learning that with my border collie I am definitely not the more intelligent end of the leash. And what does 2012 hold for our Bichon Frise star? Well, I'm hoping it might hold some more good fur days as I strive to improve my doggy hairdressing skills and keep her as well groomed as possible. Whatever you're getting up to this year, have fun and stay safe. And until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D O G C A S T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you, you can do so in a variety of ways. By phone from the UK, you can contact us on 0121 From the US, you can contact us on our American number, which is three one five eight four nine two zero two two. 2022. From any other country, you'll need your international exit code and then 44121 288 0922. You can contact us on Skype with the ident DogCastRadio. That's all one word, DogCastRadio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dog cast radio dot com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way, we can include them directly in our program. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny.
3: Why did the dog jump
1: up and down on the potato patch? He hoped to raise mashed potatoes.